Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know who it is, Youngest in Charge Movement, Liddell Willingham here with you on The Fan. As we get ready to start Hour 2 of the program, here with you until 10 o'clock tonight. On the fan, that's baseball earlier in the day, and it was a uh, it's a rough outing for Patrick Corbin. He became just the ninth pitcher in Washington Nationals history to be sent to the bullpen or to be pulled and have to call on the bullpen in the first inning. So rough night, rough night for uh, for Patrick Corbin, who was in trade talks apparently or not in trade talks, according to Mike Rizzo. Trying to attach that terrible contract he has in any type of Juan Soto deal. Good news, though, for the Nationals. Kate Cavalli threw five shutout innings at uh, 3A Rochester tonight and got a strikeout in his final inning. So he is uh, hopefully going to be on the big league roster sooner rather than later because... There's no way I'm going to be able to continue to watch Patrick Corbin go out there every fifth day and just completely vomit on himself. I mean, it's 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 disgusting what we've saw. And it's so amazing to me because, like, wow, it was just three seasons ago where this guy could do no wrong in this town. When this guy was almost put on a pedestal. A lot of people, it's up for debate. A lot of people will tell you they don't win that World Series in 19 without Patrick Corbin. And the fact that we have reached this point now to where I can't even stand to watch the brother pitch. I mean, it's hard. I could probably go out there and do a better job than Patrick Corbin. I'm scared of a baseball. I'm literally physically scared to play baseball because when I was younger, I was warming up my brother's team. They used to, they had an AAU baseball team, was warming their team up. And the pitcher decided to throw some gas back towards my way. And, I think, how old was I, like 10, probably 10, 11 years old? Didn't really have much experience playing catch with a baseball. All I knew was football. And even then, I was still scared of contact on that sport at that age. But 
warming up the pitcher, and, you know, he throws me a couple softballs. I catch him. And then he all of a sudden ramps the tempo up. And for some reason, I moved the catcher's glove. I moved the glove from in front of my face to the right side of my face. And now I have a permanent dimple on my left cheek that has not helped me as much as it should have with the ladies. I'll say that. But I got a dimple. I got a dimple. How many, how many 24-year-old sports radio hosts do you know with one dimple? It's special. It sets me apart from the rest of the group. Speaking of setting yourself apart from the rest of the group, make it or break it candidates for the Washington Commanders heading in to 2022. Somebody who I think is in a make it or break it year, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, is second-year linebacker Jamin Davis. He is on the clock for me. I, I am officially ready to make statements about this young man. I am officially ready to draw conclusions about Jamin Davis. We saw him flash a season ago when he was put in the right position to succeed. Clearly, Jamin Davis is not a middle linebacker. And I think that's fine. He can still help this defense while not being a middle linebacker. I think his speed and athleticism on the edge as an outside linebacker in this defense could be what takes this thing over the top for these guys. It could be what is the difference maker for the Commanders in 2022. I think Jamin Davis is very much in a maker to break a year. And the scary part about that is, for Washington, they're pretty much banking on him making it and not breaking it. Because guess what? They are paper thin. And I mean paper thin behind Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis at the linebacker position. One guy I do like, though, that also flashed during practice today for me, who got his name yelled out a couple times by defensive backs coach Chris Harris. Linebacker Kaliki Hudson from the University of Michigan. Saw him do a nice job flying up into the flats, playing some of that Buffalo nickel and outside linebacker today in the commander's first practice. He was, you know, giving, giving high praise multiple times during the session, and you saw it. And I guess he's just more comfortable now heading in to his third season, being able to diagnose things and react quickly and use that speed that he has. And Kaliki Hudson was somebody I said to keep an eye out on. And he's making me seem like a football wizard one day into camp. <laughs> just one. Just one day into camp, he's making me seem like a football wizard. But you can see the difference. There is a different motor and speed that he plays with that the other guys out there don't play with. Jeremy Reeves, another guy that comes to mind when you talk about playing with that motor, pace, tempo, energy. He also had himself a good day today. Jeremy Reeves was flying around. I thought this entire secondary really played well today. Just the defense as a whole, like I mentioned, pretty much kicked the offense's ass all day long. It was not much of a competition out at the first day of practice between the offense and the defense for the Washington Commanders, but that's how it's supposed to be. That is traditionally how training camp goes. I expect the defense to be ahead of the offense because going into year three in the same system, Jack DeRio's group should have the freedom or should have enough of an understanding of the playbook to be able to play fast. And that's the big thing. That is why coming to OTAs is so vital and important because you're getting down the intricacies of the defense. You're finding out the nuances of this defense to allow you 
to play fast. And that's the biggest thing in 2022 is being able to play fast, being able to go out and whoop the man in front of you on a consistent basis. You know how you're allowed to do that? If you're locked in communication-wise and you can play fast. That's the biggest thing. And I was pleasantly surprised to see how fast this Washington Commanders defense played today. Hopefully, as we continue to progress throughout camp, we see the offense get closer to being able to play fast, get closer to creating that that problem for opposing defenses, get closer to becoming more crisp. That's something I'll continue to watch here in the first week, how Carson Wentz gets in and out of the huddle, if there's any pre-snap penalties, things like that. But for the most part today, you know, offensively, it was uh, it was tough sledding. It was tough sledding. And, but not to take it away uh, uh, from the defense, I, I thought Kaliki Hudson uh, had himself a pretty nice day today. I, I really did. It was a couple plays uh, that I remember that he, he very much stood out on. And for Washington, you know, they got to find out early whether or not they need to add depth at this linebacker spot. Because if Jamin Davis does not come out and play better and does not play with speed and does not live up to the hype of being a first-round pick at the linebacker spot, they be in trouble. they be in trouble uh, if, if you're the Washington Commanders. But, you know, yes, it is a make-it-or-break-it year for Jamin Davis. I'm of the belief that he is going to make it. I just think the physical attributes are too special. I think if you look at the kid, he was looked like he was built in a lab. One of those guys who were chiseled. And the fact that he's got the measurables standing at six foot two and being able to run like that at the linebacker position, all the potential is there. He's just got to get more comfortable in this defense, which, like I mentioned, will allow him to play faster. And that's the biggest thing here for the commanders on the defensive side of the ball. Because all the pressure's on them heading into 2022. They severely underachieved last year, and they got away with it because the team still won seven games. They were still playing meaningful football in the month of December. But that start to the season, that first half of the season, tough. Tough sledding for Jack Del Rio's bunch. I want to continue to hear from you guys, though. MGM, National Harbor Lister Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. You can continue to call in with your make-or-break candidates for the Washington Commanders heading into 2022. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, as promised before, we'll take a spin around the NFC East. I'll give out some NFC East superlatives on the other side of this break. Keep it locked. Listen to the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here we go, Dan. Wrestling Wednesdays here on The Fan. Douglas in charge movement. Linnell Willingham here with you until 10 o'clock tonight. Denton Day. Coming back from break with the banger. Yeah, call me DJ Double D's. DJ? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing for certain. <laughs> it's for my initials. Uh, clearly not uh, not not descriptive of your torso. I'll say that. But uh, interesting nugget here. We'll, we'll, we'll go off course a little bit about CM Punk. That was my guy, man. I was a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin guy. And that, that still today is my favorite wrestler. But... I think CM Punk was like our version of C- uh, of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That brashness, not giving a damn what anybody has to say, going against corporate. That's because you saw him cut that promo wearing the Stone Cold shirt. Yeah, it was oh, amazing. Legendary night. Legendary. You talking about that's uh, where they cut his mic off, right? The pipe bomb. Yep. Man, Denton, I'm such a loser. Sometimes when I go home and I don't feel like listening to myself back over, I'll go. I follow so many pages on Instagram with like vintage wrestling highlights. I don't think that makes you a loser. Doesn't, I think that makes you a pretty cool dude. Doesn't it? Because my boy does it too. My man. But no, like seriously, I, I I really do credit wrestling for why I'm even in this chair, man. Hearing some of the legendary calls of the great Jim Ross gets you fired up. It makes you want to do stuff like this, you know? Yeah, he'd be kind of, he'd be getting a little out of pocket on Twitter though every now and then. Give me hip. I'm not even. I'm not even privy to what you're saying. We, Jim Ross is on. First of all, I didn't know Jim Ross is on Twitter. He is on Twitter. So there's like something going on in um in the WWE. Like one of their characters is like her character is the fact that she doesn't wear a lot of clothing around her chest. Puppies. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> but she posted a picture of her and her sister in bikinis, and Jr. quote tweeted and said, "Your sister does look lovely." I was like, "Damn, Jr." <laughs> Like, we talk about Zach Wilson. JR got that dog in him. I'm about to say, good old JR coming off the top rope, literally and figuratively. Mm. Mm-mm. Now I'm curious as to see who you're talking about and what sisters are uh, getting JR's attention in bikinis. Because if they're getting JR's attention, I'll show you the they're probably getting the break. world's attention. Yeah, they, they, they popped out for sure. <laughs> but they say, I was outside. Definitely was outside. So before we went to the break, though, I teased. Then we'll do NFC East superlatives here. I'll bring Denton Day back in here. Denton, what do you got for us as far as superlatives around the NFC East? All right, we'll start with the the head of the snake, if you will. This coach is on the hottest seat this season. Now, that's an easy one to me because I don't even think Mike McCarthy – I don't even think Mike McCarthy believes that he's going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year. I, I, I really don't think that he believes that. And it was so interesting because we heard uh, some of the comments from Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy yesterday uh, at their pre-training camp media availability, and it just seems like they were up there faking it. They're up there joshing it, trying to play buddy-buddy. But, but in reality, in reality, the, the seat 
for Mike McCarthy, he might as well be sitting on a log of coal, on a lump of coal. He might as well be he might as well be sitting on a tanning bed. It's very hot for him. And I don't think it's just hot for him. I think it's hot for his hot shot offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, as well. Because I think Kellen Moore pissed down his leg at the end of the season and in the playoffs trying to get too sexy, trying to go out and call plays so he can get higher during the next head coaching cycle, not to win football games. And when you've got a twisted, crooked agenda like that, you're not going to have much success. I actually, how close do you think Ron is to that, though? Because I don't think that Ron is too far off. Well, I touched on this last night. It's a different, it's a different set of circumstances here true. in the DMV when it comes to our head football coach. For one, he's got so many. And look, I, I, I'm one of the people in the camp that are very high on Ron Rivera. I'll say that. I know that's going to get some stray bullets sent at me, but I, I'm ready. Fire away. I'm high on Ron Rivera because what he was asked to do, the situation that Ron inherited, he had to take over this football team in a season where COVID changed the world. He then overcame cancer and still managed to get this team in the postseason playing four different quarterbacks. You were competitive in the postseason game. He changed the culture and identity, it felt like, right away. But then last year, we saw them take the step back. So I'm really in wait and see mode when it comes to Ron Rivera, but I think just from Washington's standpoint, based on all the things that they have going wrong off the field, I think Ron Rivera represents stability and continuity within the organization. And I don't think Dan Snyder right now is in the position uh, to be to be given the pink slip. You know, I was going to say it's hard to get fired when your uh, owner is running from the feds. <laughs> Literally, right? Literally. Tomorrow right. he's set to talk, apparently. We'll see if it actually happens or not. We'll yeah. dive into that a little bit in the 9 o'clock hour as well. Yeah, uh, also tomorrow I'm taking Margot Robbie on a date. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, next superlative here. This quarterback has the most to prove in the NFC East. Now, you were ragging on my guy earlier, and I would go down here to Carson Wentz because, obviously, third team in three years, Carson Wentz has a lot to prove. We were ragging on Daniel Jones earlier, but I'm not going to go there. I think it's Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott by far has the most to prove out of the NFC East quarterbacks, and here's why. New money on a big-time deal, but there is this narrative surrounding Dak Prescott, and it gets real small when the moments get big. And I think when you've got that white, cloud hanging over you, black cloud hanging over you, whatever you want to call it, however the hell the metaphor goes. When you've got that dark cloud over you, until you actually win a big football game, you can't shake that narrative because for 17 weeks during the regular season, it doesn't matter what the hell Dak Prescott does. Because now in Dallas, the expectations are different. We've been talking about for like four or five seasons now that this is a Super Bowl contending roster. When are we going to see it? When are we going to see it? They went out and paid Dak Prescott big-time money. Let's go earn it because last year in the playoff game against the 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys got punked straight up. And I know Dak Prescott doesn't play defense and isn't responsible for tackling Debo Samuel, but he didn't play his best game either. 
I think Jalen Hurts is under a lot of pressure. You got a real wide receiver now in AJ Brown. You're not locked into a whole lot of money. And I think there are people in that Philadelphia organization that are really going to like seeing CJ Stroud and uh, Bryce Young play college ball this year. All right, next, other side of the ball. Give the defense some love. This defense will finish with the most turnovers in the NFC East. Ooh, I like that one, Dan. That's spicy. That's spicy. If all things go well, and as they're supposed to, I think the Philadelphia Eagles defense will force the most turnovers in the NFC East next year. You look at the additions that they made, adding Jordan Davis to this front seven, adding N'Kobe Dean. You go out and you pair James Bradbury with Darius Slay. You're now looking at one of the most formidable cornerback tandems in the National Football League. And then if you look at their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, somebody who is aggressive, young, innovative, wants to blitz. And look at the front seven, not even the front seven, just the front four of the Philadelphia Eagles, a group that feasted a season ago on opposing quarterbacks. You add Hassan Reddick to that mix, you get back a healthy Derek Barnett, you still got Fletcher Cox. Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion, are loaded on the defensive side of the ball, and, and I think the sky's the limit for that group. I think it's going to be the Washington Commanders. I think Ooh, that's spicy. I think we force a lot of turnovers this year. I think maybe maybe to, because we play bad quarterbacks. Yeah, I think we get to the quarterbacks more often than, than almost anybody. All right, next, back to the offense. The best wide receiver core in the NFC East is who? Call me crazy. At least you're calling. That's what they would say, right? That's what Jersey would say. I think it's the Washington Commanders. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I know we have yet to see this trio out there together. But we got a track team out there at the wide receiver position. Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. Hell, I'm even going to throw De'Ami Brown and Cam Sims in the mix. This is a legit group of wideouts, in my opinion. And I think it's been that way for a couple years now. It's just now we're going to see a quarterback be able to distribute them the football. That's been the biggest thing for me. It's easy for me to answer that question and say the commanders because they hands down have the best singular wide receiver in the division in Terry McLaurin. I don't think there's anybody that can sniff his jockstrap in the NFC East. I don't think there is a cornerback that can guard him one-on-one in the NFC East. I know Darius Slay has a lot to say about that. Him and Darius Slay have built a nice little rivalry over the first couple years of Terry McLaurin's career. But, like I mentioned, Washington has the single best wide receiver. And I think Jahan Dotson is going to come out this year and shock people. Out there at practice today, One of the interesting tidbits I took away when watching the RVAs, what I like to call them, routes versus air, you don't hear Jahan Dotson catch the football. Very soft catcher of the ball. Comes into his hands very easily. And I noticed that about him right away. I am a little hesitant to jump fully on with Jahan Dotson, but I look across the rest of the NFC East, and I don't see any jaw-dropping wide receiver core, so I would agree with you. I think... Uh, The best one is right here in our backyard. This NFC East team will gain the most yards in 2022. Yeah, I think I'm keeping it right here with the Washington Commanders. Offensively, this group, if they can put it all together, has the potential to be special. You can can call me crazy if you want to tap in with me. MGM National Harbor, listen lines 1-800-636-1067. Let me hear it. Twitter and Instagram, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I think if all goes according to plan and they're able to stay healthy, Washington has the opportunity to have one of the more balanced attacks in football. And because of the way this running back room is now structured, 
bringing in Brian Robinson, who, for all intents and purposes, by the end of the season, may be this team's traditional running back. That doesn't mean that Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick still aren't going to get carries and aren't going to see the field. Scott Turner has a great problem right now. They have so many weapons. How are you going to deploy them all? And the fact that you got three guys in your backfield, and I'm including Curtis Samuel in the backfield and in the wide receiving court. Talking about Curtis Samuel, J.D. McKissick, and Antonio Gibson. Three guys in the backfield who are elite pass catchers for the most part. Like I said earlier, it's going to put defenses in conflict. You're not going to know personnel-wise what groupings to put out there because Washington is going to constantly have the ability to create mismatches when, when they do pre-snap motion and things like that. I think the sky's the limit for this offense, and I think their, their supporting cast of weapons is better than everybody else in the NFC East. I, I think it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I think we go back to classic uh, Dallas Cowboys of the 2010s where they forget how to run the football in the second half of the year and Dak throws for a bunch of yards and they finish 9-8. and eight. Uh, <laughs> All right, this NFC East team will surrender the most total yards this season. Yeah, I think that group is the same group you just mentioned. I, I think it's going to be the New York Giants. <laughs> they are terrible in the secondary. Um, Denton, I, I'd give you... I, I, I'd give you a treat. <laughs> now I'm talking to Denton like he's a dog. Oh Denton, dog. Not a, <laughs> look, I'm about to say Denton, not a dog. But, like, you get what I'm trying to say here. Can you name a cornerback on the Giants roster outside of Adore Jackson? You got 10 seconds. One. Is that Bradbury guy? Didn't they two, just sign him? Three. Four. I'm going to take that as a no. Five. Seeing as you're still counting. Six. Uh, no. Seven. <laughs> Eight. Did you Norris Jenkins? No, nah, he nine. retired. Uh, 10. Time's up, Denton. So I, I can't either. That's the problem. There are so many unproven pieces in this giant secondary. The one thing they do have, though, going for them, and, and, and our friends over at the Touchdown Wire, USA Today, believe so as well. Xavier McKinney emerging as one of the best young safeties in the National Football League already. So they do have that going for them, but outside of Adore Jackson, who isn't really good at the position, they don't have a lot of guys at corner. I, I literally, and I take pride in this stuff. I play Madden. I'm looking at rosters all the time, preparing for shows. I don't know who another cornerback is on this roster outside of Adore Jackson. Yeah, apparently James Bradbury's a Philadelphia yeah, Eagle. Yeah, I'm about to say. that one? Yeah. <laughs> Missed that one. Right. He didn't get the Julio Jones treatment when it was all over at ESPN when he signed. Um, yeah. I'll agree with you. I think it's either the Giants or the Cowboys because I think both those teams suck. All right, final one here. The This NFC East team is most likely to fall short of expectations. Whew. That's easy. There's only this one team that does it every damn year. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, come on. They give me layups, Denton. But look, it, like, like I mentioned earlier, the, the narrative around Dallas and surrounding Dallas and what I think their season hinges on is how Dak Prescott performs in the biggest games and moments. And not only how Dak Prescott performs, how does his defense perform? Dan Quinn got a lot of damn credit a season ago for the Dallas Cowboys defense resurging and, and reemerging as one of the top units in the National Football League. I got a newsflash for you. You take Marka Parsons off of that Cowboys defense, they're not that damn good. Trayvon Diggs surrendered, what was it, third most yards in the National Football League a year ago? Yes, he caught the 11 picks. It's special. We haven't seen anybody do it. But, but. I don't want you giving up that many damn yards either. So so the rubber's got to meet the road somewhere here 
when it comes to Trayvon Diggs. And from a pass rushing standpoint, in a defensive, you know, X's and O's standpoint, they've got to figure out how they're going to use Micah Parsons because there's now a season's worth of film out on Micah Parsons and how Dan Quinn and company were deploying him. They were doing a whole lot of tricks and games with him, lining him up at linebacker, rushing him from the middle, rushing him from the edge, lining him up with his hand in the dirt. What is Micah Parsons? Is, is he going to be a pass rusher or is he a linebacker? Because I remember times him playing linebacker a season ago where he looked lost out there in pass coverage. So for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott's got to prove to me he can play well in the big games. This offensive line's got to prove to me they can stay healthy. And damn it, CeeDee Lamb's got to prove that he is a legitimate number one wide receiver. And quite frankly, I don't think he's got it in him. I guess this one was a layup because they're the only team that really has expectations because Jerry Jones just said they're going to the Super Bowl with Mike Hey, he's, he's an idiot. I mean, just, just a complete idiot is Jerry Jones. Speaking of Jerry Jones in the Dallas Cowboys, on the other side of this break, we'll take a full-scale dive into the Dallas Cowboys and some of the comments Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy had to make yesterday at their pre-training camp media availability. Spicy sound on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Wait, did you, did you get me there? I thought this was Daniel Bryan. Oh, this is the new version of Daniel Bryan. No, this is Brian Daniels. Brian Danielson, excuse me. Wrestling Wednesdays here on The Fan. Linnell Willingham with you for about another hour in 20 here. Before I pass the rock to my good old brother JR and the JR Sport Brief Show. Excuse me. I had Chipotle before the show, and clearly I'm belching and relching and telching and louching and delching. Letting out a lot of toxic fumes out of my belly here in this chair. Luckily, it's just me in the studio by myself. Denton Day has the glass to protect him from all the toxins coming out of my body. Good for him. Want to continue to take your calls, though. 1-800-636-1067. We just did our NFC East superlatives. And you continue to chew on the question I posed for you earlier. Your make-or-break candidates for the Washington Commanders heading into 2022. Let's go into a regular friend and listener of the show. My good brother, Dave, in Reston. What's going on, Dave? You're the boss, man. I appreciate the call. Yeah, I uh, I got the freaking vid uh, times two. It's, uh, oh, my gosh. It's not too bad, but uh, so do you, not uh, feeling do you, so do great. Do you have Omricon, or do you just have the regular one? Don't even know. I just, I just uh, did the self-kits and uh, um, just basically basically kind of uh, dumb. At the moment, so <laughs> my uh, my my current take might be uh might be not as good as hopefully some of my other ones. Yeah. Um, but I, one I thing hope, you brought I hope up, you feel better though, buddy. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, one thing that you brought up in in terms of just the NFC East, right? Like one of one of the things I think is going to be extremely interesting in terms of Dallas and Washington, right? Like. Which one breaks first in terms of Dak or in terms of Wentz, in terms of their brain, in, in, in terms of just, you know, how, how they're able to deal with adversity? Dak uh, obviously has the bigger contract, uh, but this is also kind of, you know, the last stop for uh, Wentz as well. So he's got to perform. So that's going to be, um, be fun watching. Um, not to uh, go back two segments, but the first segment, 
I had to stop off for a second. The first segment you opened up with in terms of, you know, which uh, commander, you know, might most have to perform this year. I think it would be pain. And I've heard over and over and over again that there's no way that we can pay that, that we can pay pain next year, right? That we're going to let him walk. Right. I disagree with that. I fully believe the interior defensive line is more important than edge rushers. It's it's. I'm not comparing, you know, Allen or 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 Payne to you know Mr. Ninety Nine from L.A. By no means. However. Um, quarterbacks and, and the way that the passing game has evolved, it's one, two, three, boom, out, mm-hmm. right? So the interior, I believe the interior interior players are much more important than um, your, I don't know, it, you know, th- this is not Bruce Smith stud level from the early Bills years. It, it's, I think the interior line is, is more important and NFL money is funny money. There's always a way you can pay someone, mm-hmm. and I still think that we should pay pain. I appreciate, I appreciate your call, Dave. And he hit on something that I've been meaning to say here, but it always slips my brain until I get off the air. It is in defense of this Washington Commanders pass rush from a season ago. And it's even something to look forward to this year. Last year, Washington's defensive line got so much credit in hype heading into the year. Everybody was ready to anoint them the best defensive line in football. Newsflash, Commanders fans out there and people listening, right? Yes, the national media was calling them the best defensive line in football, but guess what else? They had that respect amongst their peers in the league. And you can tell just based off of the way opposing offenses were trying to attack Washington. Dave hit on it. A lot of quick game stuff. What's the best way to negate a pass rush? Misdirection stuff in quick game. Getting them to have to constantly change direction. And then if you're getting the ball out of your hands, one, two, three, boom, this pass rush doesn't get to pin its ears back and come chase your quarterback. And I think we saw that a lot last year where it looked as if like this Washington defensive line was just getting no pressure when in reality, the opposing quarterback is purposefully getting the ball out of their hand quickly to negate this pass rush. And that's why I think Washington and Jack Del Rio didn't adjust. When that's happening and teams are playing quick game against you because they respect your pass rush, you know what you got to do? What you paid William Jackson big money to come in here and do. You got to straight up play man-to-man defense, be physical at the line of scrimmage, and don't allow the quarterback to get the ball out in, in, in three seconds or less. Knock off the timing of some of these routes because a lot of that quick game stuff is timing-based. If you are physical at the line of scrimmage, you're going to mess the timing up. You're not going to be able to run quick game because you're getting punched in your mouth off the rip. So I think moving forward and as we go into the regular season, seeing how teams try to combat this Washington defense, pay, pay close attention to that. Pay close attention to pretty much how they how – they, try to attack Washington offensively? Are they trying to use the quick game? Because there are several games last year I could point back to and show you just exactly how that quick game negated everything they were trying to do uh, on the offensive side of the ball. we got to take a quick time out here. On the other side of this break, 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. One of my favorite moments in WWF history, the debut of the Big Red Machine came in that Hell in a Cell match. And now I got all quiet and nostalgic on you because now I'm thinking back to like how scared I was. There were moments when I would want to watch Friday Night Smackdown, Denton, and I couldn't do it by myself sometimes depending on depending on if it was dark or not, or depending which version of Kane or The Undertaker was coming to the ring. Because I watch too much TV and am scared that one of those bastards will pop up in my room. I, I used to live with genuine fear watching these guys. So have you sprinting up the stairs as soon as you pop the lights off just to make sure you yeah. just to be safe? <laughs> oh, of course, bro. I've done it all, man. I remember at my auntie's house in the basement doing that plenty of times. Um, It's amazing, though, because to see how Kane has transitioned and is now a politician. You oh. can't be in the WWE and trying to mix that with politics. Those are some of the most shady, lying, corrupt people there are. So yeah. maybe it's perfect he's a politician. Yeah, those chair shots, are. Uh, we're seeing them now. Man, I'll never forget. It was a crazy dream I had when I was like nine years old. I was. This is after uh, an episode of Monday Night Raw. I think it was after, I think it was after Kane set Jim Ross on fire. I think, it was, I think it was after that episode. With no context, that's one of the most wild sentences that you said <laughs> in radio. Right. This is uh, this when Kane set Jim Ross on fire. I had a dream that <laughs> this is not the time to be making any sort of jokes, but every time 
forget the joke I was about to make because that's not funny. <laughs> but look, basically, in a nutshell, I got hit in the. I had a dream that I got hit in the head with a chair backstage by Kane. That and I woke up with a headache. I literally woke up with a headache, bro. Forget method acting. Call that method dreaming. Bro, I mean, it was as real as it could get. It was as real as it could get. Some of my favorites, though, are growing up, talking about wrestling, were guys in that Attitude Era. And we're playing wrestling music for you tonight because I decided from now on, every time that I'm hosting overtime on a Wednesday night, it's going to be wrestling Wednesdays. What you've decided is that you, you're willing to open your mentions to a bunch of people saying, you know, wrestling's fake, right? Like, oh, thank you for yeah. this world-changing information exactly. in 2022. Just ridiculous. You know what I call those? Haters. Yeah. They're haters. That, 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 that's what I call people like that. They're 100% haters. You know who else is a hater? You know who else? Is, it's, that, that, it's oh, I know, you, I, know a lot, I know a lot of haters. Uh, well, <laughs> well, you need to narrow well, down well, the pot Well, here. now we're about to learn a little bit more about Denton Day here tonight. Denton Day, when you think hater, who comes to mind for you? Mm, a lot of, lot of big-time uh, talking heads in the world of sports. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's some people that don't seem to be fond of, of us here. You know, I don't know if there's one person in particular that comes to mind, at least in the world of sports. You know, in wrestling there is, but... I don't know if we want to dive all the way into this wrestling well there. Hey, so you're gonna have to. We got, a, we got an hour and five minutes. The world is your oyster. I mean, Jim Cornette is a hater, but 100. Oh, watching him shoot on certain things is just it, it hurts. Now we're doing our wrestling nerd talk here, and people are probably disinterested. But I brought up haters because there have been many haters of the new QB one here in Washington. You heard all the narratives coming out. Third team in three years. He's got an interception problem. He's got a problem not taking the check down. Hell, people are even saying he's got a problem in the locker room. we got to take a quick time out here. On the other side of this break, I'll play you somebody who's not a hater of Carson Wentz. That's some pretty positive stuff to say about him. If you want to hear it, stick with me. Listen to the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.